On this episode of Resi Week, Alexa Guard is released, Google backs off works with Nest, and Sound United buys Onkyo, Integra, and more. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is Resi Week, episode 172. Choose your flavor. Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Crestron. Welcome to Resi Week. This is your weekly wrap-up of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matt D. Scott for avnation.tv. And today I'm pleased to be joined by my good friend, Jason Knott. He is the editor of CE Pro. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Matt. Thank you so much for being here. Then we have Ken Eagle. He is the director of training for Atlona. How are you, sir? Hey, Matt. Doing great. Thanks for having me back. Thank you for being here. And last but not least, as a uh, technically a first-time guest, I believe, um, although we've capacity. been multiple times together, it's Robert Keeler. He is the Senior Director of Sales Partnerships and Sponsorships for Cedia. How are you doing, my friend? Phenomenal. How are you guys doing? We are all, I, I think, doing pretty good. Uh, today has been a, a fun day in news, so we're going to kick this straight off with a story that comes to us from CE Pro, Amazon Alexa Guard. Its sound detection is turning Echoes into a smart security system. If you haven't been following this, uh, Alexa Guard has been in beta for quite a while, and what it's doing is it's turning uh, the Echoes into audio analytic machines, allowing it to record and react to three distinct sounds, smoke alarms, carbon monoxide alarms, and breaking glass. This is now going to allow you to set up uh, with either ADT or Ring Professional to forward those alerts directly to your alarm central station. So Jason, I want to start with you on this. This is a this is a free product. It's something that can be enabled by uh, by users and it works just like any other sensor within uh, that security ecosystem. But it also is obviously bringing some some really cool feature sets. Is this something that integrators are, are really ever going to play with or is this one of those added on features that is a benefit and integrators will kind of say hey you can do this have fun it's, it's a good question i mean i know at ces one of the things that we talked about that was so interesting to see was so many devices that are kind of changing the mode of the security industry away from an electronic detection to some sort of an audible detection device so there was a lot of devices at at CES that are designed to do exactly like this. Listen to a baby crying. Listen to a quiver in an elderly person's voice. So lots of audio technology elements. The key thing that I'll say here that's not really included in that article is what was talked about when this was first talked about last fall, which is really kind of where this is all coming from in that uh, ADT will offer the Echo devices directly to its customers. So now ADT is doing this as a, it's a sales channel for mm -hmm. selling Echo. And additionally, I'm looking back at the original announcement, ADT and Amazon are working together to provide offers and promotions to Amazon customers for ADT services and solutions, mm -hmm. creating e-commerce opportunities for ADT. So that's what it's really all about. 
Ken, should we be surprised by that? Should we be surprised that this is a an added feature for free, albeit pretty cool, but it let, let's be frank, it, it is it's a sales it's a sales pitch. It's a way to expand that base and expand revenue. Yeah, no, don't be surprised by this at all. All right. Uh, number one, we've got these devices in the house. They're always listening. So you know something like this is coming down the road. And ADT, one of the first ones to jump on it, makes sense. They're a giant out there. It's a revenue uh, stream for them. Uh, it gets more uh, uh, of these listing devices out in the home. So everybody from the business side is all about this. The question is, you know, do you want more listening in your home? If you put it in there, they're already listening. So you might as well make use of it. If you don't want the listening in your house, don't buy the device. So Robert, let me ask you this. Are yeah. Arguably, maybe the, the most enjoyable question of this round. As Ken said, don't put it in if you don't want people listening. But let's, let's remember, if you put in a Google or an Alexa or anybody else's voice assistant, in theory, that's staying within that company. You put in a, a, an Alexa, it's staying with Alexa. This is saying that they are going to, if you choose to, send and automatically forward that smart alert and the audio clips directly to that central station. Yep. How concerned, like that's the thing that made me look at this and go, heck no. I don't want, I don't want Amazon getting my voice recordings, let alone a central station. Yep. Well, you, you and I share the same point of view on that. I mean, if you have privacy issues, um, it's, uh, it's going to get exacerbated by the notion that uh, now a third-party entity, i.e. ADT or others down the road, I mean, this is probably just the tipping point, and that uh, you know, now you have to worry about you know, what information goes where. I mean, let's face it, we're, our lack of privacy is, uh, is uh, gone in most cases just by agreeing to uh, you know, the software license. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, on the flip side, you know, my, <laughs> strangely enough, last week, my father-in-law just got his ADT um, con control panel fixed because his last one was probably 10 years old. They called him on the auspices of, you know, of updating it. Well, you know, I mean, it's, it's the very same panel that they're going to be integrating, you know, this type, of, this type of product and functionality into. So, uh, um, you know, ultimately, their goal is to, uh, is to sell more service and, uh, you know, RMR is uh is a big topic and what better way to capitalize on you know the millions of of units sold than to you know find another way for those who might be on the fence for security to to jump right in but yeah privacy's if you have an issue with privacy you're gonna have an issue a bigger issue now very good all right gentlemen let's move on to our next story of the day this comes to us from tom's guide uh google backtracks on its ending of the work with nest program uh, if you haven't been following and, and lived under a rock, uh, Google announced uh, about two weeks ago that they were ending the Works with Nest program and rolling that into Works with Google Assistant. Of course, within this industry, there was a, a fair amount of backlash. <laughs> there was a lot of people concerned about that. Can they've obviously backtracked a little bit or shall we say clarified um, their position on this uh, and in theory, existing integrations and features will continue to work after April 31st or sorry, August 31st, but no new features, no new integrations will be added. And uh, they're encouraging users to switch to a, a Google account over a Nest account. And then they'll let you know in theory 
when that now that that feature set now works with Google Assistant. Is this something that we are just completely at the uh, at the the manufacturer's mercy when it comes to this, or is this showing that there there is some room for change based on uproar? Well, you know, we let them get so big. There's so many, how many millions of accounts does Google have or does Nest have? Uh, it's so big, you're sort of at their mercy if you want to use the service. They've made it so darn cool. Who doesn't want to have the service, right? So we're all jumping on. It's super affordable. Uh, so if you, you know, yeah, you're kind of at their mercy with this. But, you know, reading through this article here, they kind of position this as it's better for you because you're going to be consolidated on one account and your information's in one place and you know, the wrong person can't, can't get to your, your account, your ID now. But in the end, they're, they're really, I think, just consolidating everything from the business standpoint, um, you know, to make a, a bigger network that's easier for them to manage. They can drive more accounts to and find a way to position it for more revenue. That doesn't mean it's bad for the customer, but it's certainly better for Google. <laughs> Oh yeah, definitely. Robert, when you look at this and I know there's no way to actually answer this, but I, I want your opinion on this. Is this, is this clarification that they just didn't explain it properly? Is this consumer backlash? Is this industry backlash? I, I personally, I'd, be, I'd love to know who was the, uh, the tipping point, who made that call to Google and which, you know, which, which manufacturer or which partner made that phone call because I got to believe that, you know, they sat in a meeting and, you know, to, to Ken's point, how do we consolidate things? And they ultimately probably just made a decision on the fact that we're Google. We're going to make this happen. It's going to happen, you know, case in point, you know, it's, uh, um, but uh, I like I like I started off by saying I'd love to be the fly on the wall on that on those phone calls on on who called because I guarantee you some some people that they trust and value whose opinion they they listen to called them and gave them a a, a lashing because uh, you know a closed ecosystem you know yes okay it, um, no new you know it continues past August but it's no new well you know what first time what what happens the first time you have a firmware update you know where you know things change I mean look no further than what happens to, to Sonos when, you know, they have an update and people are calling every integrator going, what just happened, you know? And uh, uh, those are the types of things that can happen certainly. But um, yeah, I think, uh, you know, it might be a bit of arrogance and uh, you know, I think that they were probably wise to, to listen to their, uh, their trusted partners and in, in the response back. Jason, kind of to that point, when you look through, and one of the things I love about this, this article in particular is it, it outlines what things will work, what won't work going forward. So they cover Amazon, Brilliant, Control 4, uh, if, uh, IFTTT, Lutron, Logitech Harmony, Philips Hue, Simply Safe, and then some other ones, including Adobe ADT, August, Crestron, MyQ, Simply Safe, Wemo, Xfinity Home. None of those, to Robert's point, give me that feeling of, Oh yeah, they could get a call from you know Simply Safe, and all of a sudden, yeah, no, no, we sh we totally shouldn't do this. Who has the who has the power to push this um, like that when you look at that list? But also, where does this leave us as integrators? Does this give us any options, or again, are we just at the mercy 
Um, to Rob's point, I wish I knew who could make that call also. Um, you know, and the thing that concerned me when I first saw it was, you know, at the last CDA Expo, there were quite a few companies like LeakSmart is one that comes to the comes to to my um, top of mind that said, oh, we're only here because we are in the works with Nest program. You know, that's the only reason we came to CDA Expo. And I think, you know, maybe this industry is such a small puny drop in the bucket that when they were having that meeting that we never even came to mind. And they thought, hey, let's just consolidate the Google accounts and, and they hadn't even thought about it. But I don't know, you know, now that, um, you know, one entity uh, basically owns Control4 and Snap AV and Simply Safe. Yeah. You know, it's the same investor that owns all three of those. Maybe it was that those guys, but I don't know. And in terms of where it leaves us, I think I think you hit the nail on the head. I think we're still at their mercy. Um, uh, the integrators are to a certain extent, and they have to look at it from the standpoint of, you know, Google and Amazon and these big players are elevating the the market. And elevating the the um, the rising tide raises all ships, and we're just we have to ride those coattails and know that there's going to be a percentage of those customers who are going to want professional installation. So, so let me let me follow that up with a arguably a, a really tough question for for anybody who wants to chime in. If we're at the mercy of these big companies that arguably probably could care less about what we do if we're in a situation where, you know, we're riding the coattails, as, as you said, where does that leave your, your, your regular run of the mill average integrator? Does it, does it drop us down to literally just a labor for, labor force? Or is there enough mind share there required that we're still talent? Well, I think you got to look at the, the market segments, you know, um, this is kind of the same. We could we could have gone rewound back to the 1990s, and we were having the same conversation about the regional bell operating companies that were going to destroy every alarm company, and all the independents were going to go out of business. You were going to have to buy your um, um, your alarm system from Ninex and Ameripro Ameritech, um, and it didn't happen. But what did happen was that a lot of integrators migrated into what I call safe haven zones and in one of those in this space is the the high end of the market you know you and i've talked about this before matt that the high end of the market we're seeing it in the numbers in ce pro it's it's elevating the average job size is getting larger and larger the there's money out there right now so the, i think the high end of the market is very much protected from this coattail syndrome yeah um now a lot of integrators i think if you want to go with a volume play, you're going to have to ride these coattails. I've talked to guys, you know, I talked to a guy up in Canada, his entire team wears Nest t-shirts. They don't wear the brand of the company. They wear Nest t-shirts. And you know, he says that when they walk up to, and they're approaching the customer, they have a stronger affinity towards them because they recognize the brand. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's the same argument that for years, integrators have carried bows and, and integrators have carried Sonos because the, there's a brand recognition element that the customer has, and then you have to apply your expertise as a professional installer. So I don't think it means the death of anybody, you know, is my answer. Very good. All right, gentlemen, let's move on to the next story of the day. This comes to us from a residential tech today. 
Sound United is expanding its brand portfolio with the acquisition of Onkyo. Uh, if you don't know who Sound United is, they are the parent company of Denon, Polk Audio, Marantz, Definitive Technology, Heos, Class A, and Boston Acoustics. And of course, once this uh, goes through all the proper channels, they will be the new owner of Onkyo Pioneer, Pioneer Elite, and Integra brands. This is honestly a, a really big consolidation of a, a lot of competing products, really. Robert, I want to start with you. This is one of those things that I, I can't say I was surprised by it, but I'm also a little confused. Why would they go after and now have under the same house, Denon Morantz, Onkyo, and Pioneer? This one confuses me as well. Um, not not going to lie, because uh, you know I think uh, uh, Kevin Duffy even pointed out, you know, these are venerable brands, um, and they've gone through, you know, their changes over the last few years. I, you know, I kind of funny. It's like PIO, you know, Pioneer Integra Encro is still the you know the first three letters of Pioneer. I mean, I spent uh, the better part of a decade at, at Pioneer myself, and uh, you know, you start talking about all the various engineers across the different. Uh, different entities and and now you're you're looking at a you know global consolidation under the sound united and and one of the things i wonder is you know is it an issue with sales and you're trying to um, increase your top line but through acquisition you know is there a lack of organic growth i mean i know the receiver business is is taking a beating of late but there's there's other segments that that seem to be doing well but you know i haven't i haven't looked as close at United, sound united's you know performance on their on their within their portfolio i mean they picked up you know all sorts from definitive to to class a and you know and now this and it just makes me wonder if it's uh you know uh, uh, an acquisition to bolster their top line um, because I, I certainly at some point in time, things are getting going to get consolidated further. I mean, I, I'm, I, again, I'm going to use that fly on the wall phrase again. But yesterday started, um, yesterday and today, I mean, everybody flew out yesterday for the uh, Sound United National Sales Conference this week in New Orleans. Yep. And uh, what do you think is going to be the first day's conversation? It's it's going to be all about this. I'm sure there's a lot of people asking the same questions that we're asking. And, uh, you know, so, you know, certainly I'm anxious to, uh, to reconnect with the, with a few of my friends and kind of get that, get that position. But, uh, um, you know, I, I think, uh, innovation is going to take a hit. I think that, uh, you know, you look at the various reps who are, are handling and people who are handling the different brands are, are sitting there going, okay, what next is, is the, uh, is the shoe going to fall? I mean, we've seen that with, uh, you know, some consolidation of a few brands as it is when people whose livelihoods were once doing one thing or is, is now another, you know, so. Jason, when you, when you follow this, when you stay on top of it and, and look at Den and Morantz, they were, they are, you know, very complimentary products. You can, you can run Denon so high and then you can step up to Morantz and, and there's, there's reasons why you do that. And there's reasons why you sell that. Uh, and I know that cause we sell them. Um, there are reasons why you sell Onkyo and you move up to Pioneer, Pioneer Elite. When you start having those two arguably identical lines, this just oozes to me. I get what Robert said about top line acquisition, but it oozes to me the problem GM had in the late 90s where they literally had multiple cars that did the exact same thing, looked the exact same way, had the same 
parts and pieces and finishes. And it, it just saturated the market with people not wanting to buy those products. Is this... You could have had the, we could have had the same conversation with Niles and Speakercraft, yeah. uh, you know, when, when that occurred. Um, couple of things, no knowledge here whatsoever, but you know, it could have been that, that the, that the brands had suffered so much under Gibson that the deal that, that Sound United was able to get on this was one they just couldn't pass on. We don't know that. But that could have been the sense of what was going on there. Um, and then it could be that they're looking for just particular niche strengths. And Integra, for example, is the number one receiver brand in the custom installation space. Um, so maybe they're just looking for particular strength and we'll see some, some things that, uh, you know, Onkyo, I'm not really sure where, where their standing is in the consumer market these days. Um, uh, but you could see maybe they're just trying to pick out particular brands, particular strengths. Again, I don't have any insight knowledge. Ken, uh, following this to, to kind of flip the conversation a little bit, you'd, you'd like to think that when products like this get moved around and shuffled, that it won't affect the integrators, that they'll still buy from the same places. They'll still do things like that. But a lot of times, this is a precursor to some of those deals kind of as Robert alluded to with sales reps changing and, and things like that potentially happening. How much do, do dealers have to put kind of some, some foresight into trying to manage their lines when this type of change happens? Or is it really just you sit back and say, I'll, I'll deal with it when it happens. Well, I guess, let me put on my hat as a manufacturer and how I would kind of look at this a little bit. Um, Cause it, it is a bit confusing that you'd pick up two so similar brands like this. Um, but here's what I would think. The majority of this product, if, if I'm a manufacturer, I'm selling into distribution and I've got some reps representing that product as well. If I want to grow my market share, how do I grow that more? I'm saturated the market. Sales aren't on the increase right now. Uh, I need to expand my distribution network. It, but I can't because those distributors are selling my competitor's product. Therefore, why don't I just buy the competitor's product and now I distribute everywhere and have all the reps and now I can hit those integrators who are buying through distributor at B or rep band B that doesn't carry my product. Well, now they carry my product too because I own it. See, and that's why we have you on. <laughs> All the knowledge. All right, gentlemen, one last quick thing that we'll just hit on. Uh, if you have something to add, jump right in. Sonos has added Google Assistant. Um, this is something that they had talked about for a while. It, it doesn't really surprise me. Is this one of those things where um, it's just going to happen that as additional players come in, everyone's going to slowly pick up and, and add all these, you know, different voice assistants in just the same way that they have uh, drivers and, and, and systems for control systems? Or is this a, a targeted thing uh, with Sonos? Well, let me just say this. We could fill the CE Pro website every day with nothing but announcements of manufacturers who are adding various voice assistants. Seriously. <laughs> It, it, yeah. it, that's why we relegated into this kind of product brief section because otherwise it's, it's, 
it's happening every single week um, and every single day of the week. But, but the one thing that's good about this, you know, Sonos is the number one speaker brand and the number one sound bar that was sold by integrators last year, which is amazing to think, but it is the number one sound bar and the number one speaker brand. So anything that has to do with the Sonos brand is newsworthy for the integrators to know about. So having said all that, kind of with the way that you started it off, when manufacturers are adding voice assistance, is that even news anymore? Or is it just, we expect it to happen? For me, it just, I expected it to happen. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's probably methodical rollout, you know, all said and done. It's uh, all right. We did Alexa. Now, now let's, uh, let's, let's work on Google's offering and, and uh, you know, just get the core competency of one before you move on to the next. And uh, they're very methodical about it. Uh, I'm not a, a voice assistant expert and I don't play with all the products, but what I think is unique here from my understanding is that Sonos has combined several voice assistants in one. Mm-hmm. That seems kind of special. It, it, it is a little special and it's something where you can kind of choose your flavor. Yeah. Which, which again, just speaks to that broad market. So it, it is, it's interesting to watch, but yeah, I, I'm with you, Jason. It, it's one of those things where I, I see these come across my desk and just go, yeah, okay. No one cares. <laughs> Not that we don't care. Just, it's expected these days. And on that note, before I get the hate mail, let's stop. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, Jason, if people want to connect with you, learn more about CE Pro, where can they do that? Of course, they can always go to cepro.com or they can follow me on Twitter at Jason W. Knott. Excellent. Thank you again, Ken, my friend. Thank you so much for joining us uh, after just getting back from your trip. If people want to connect with you, learn more about Atlona and all the products that you guys have, where can they do that? Yeah. Atlona.com is always a great site. We keep it updated regularly. Just announced some amazing new training programs. Check those out. They're all free. And you can reach out to me directly at ken.eagle at atlona.com. Excellent. Robert, my friend, thank you so much for joining us. If people want to connect with you, learn more about Cedia or more importantly, become a Cedia member. More than happy to help out with that. So certainly would suggest starting out with Cedia.org. And then uh, by all means, feel free to connect with me at rkeeler at Cedia.org. That's R-K-E-E-L-E-R at Cedia.org. And of course, you know, we've got plenty of events check our events calendar you can check us out in a number of spots in fact i'll be in texas the rest of this week and and uh, other places in the near future excellent well gentlemen again thank you for joining us for myself if you'd like to connect with me you can find me at matt d scott on twitter and pretty much every other social platform but more importantly please stop by avnation.tv where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of our other shows with all the verticals that we cover when you visit the site please take a moment to check out our supporters we are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you support them as well thanks again for watching uh that's all the time we have for this episode of resi week 